Radio Trent has withdrawn an invitation to television star Huey Green to appear on the station this afternoon. The offer was withdrawn after an incident at the Cavendish Woodhouse Furniture Store in Nottingham this morning in which Mr. Green insulted Trentman John Darby. Now we take the unusual step of running the interview without editing because Mr. Green suggested Radio Trent dare not run it. Canadian reporter John Darby went to the store to speak to Mr. Green in front of a large crowd. Hey, listen, we've got John Darby from Radio Nottingham, is that right? No, it's actually Radio Trent. Oh, it's Radio Trent. <laughs> hey, it's Radio Trent we've got John Darby from. And uh, we've got some smashing customers here this morning, John. It's rather fun to be here, but one thing I was just thinking about, and that is that we're both Canadians. Well, that's great. Where are you from? I'm from Toronto. You're from Toronto. I'm from Montreal. So let's fight. We'll fight right now. See, everybody fights in Montreal and Toronto. Go on. What else you got to say? Well, I, we want to know what you're doing now. What am, I do what am I doing? Look at me. I'm surrounded with beautiful women. The most beautiful women in the world, of course, come from Nottingham. And uh, we were really having a marvelous time. We having a marvelous time? Come over here, madam. Just a second. In your farewell to 1976, did you see Britain old and worn, on the brink of ruin, bankrupt in all but heritage and hope, and even those were in pawn? Where do we go from here if time, bought with borrowed money, is lost through lack of conscience? We British, Scots, Welsh, English, Irish, who in the past earned respect throughout the world, have one more loan to come, one more transfusion for the nation that twice, twice nearly bled to death for freedom, a nation that Churchill offered only blood and toil, tears and sweat. Have we really... So that was... Music for Films, our show with Pat Mills. What a fantastic guest he was. What, wasn't that amazing? One of our, the authentically great geniuses of, of comics and a thoroughly good chap. And uh, how exciting to be in on a conversation between the two of you. Well, that's very flattering. Well, I'm glad that we were able to get a, a record of that interaction. What's the, so when Pat Mills was editor of 2000 AD... Somebody was telling me the story of the happiest they ever saw your mate Neil Gaiman was when he walked into uh, the pub where they were all hanging out when he was still a music journalist and he'd had his first Thug's Future Shock accepted. Oh. Presumably by Pat Mills. Oh, so this little, oh sweet. Little Neil. Little Neil. I remember little Neil. He was very obviously terribly ambitious and terribly talented. It was scary. And it all started with Tharg's Future Shocks in Tharg's 2000 AD. Tharg's Future Shock. Well, there you go. What was, what was Denmark Street and the First Forbidden Planet like? Cramped and crowded. But, you know, you, you'd pick books off shelves at random and you'd, you'd read the first couple of pages and go, ooh, this is the right stuff. And then you'd say to the person standing next to you, who you probably didn't know, ooh, I think this looks like the right stuff. And they'd say, ooh, maybe, or not. But, um, no, I remember, I remember the time I picked up 
The Drawing of the Dark by Tim Powers on wow. the shelf, and read the the opening scene where where someone see, where the hero sees off some hired bravos in in seventeenth century sorry sixteenth century Venice, and I thought, oh, this is cool stuff. This is the right stuff. This is me, and I was right too because. My bought, one bought some duds, but the dud things that weren't duds were authors that you whose first novel you read, and you're st- I'm still reading them thirty or thirty five years later, and of course, I go back so far I don't just remember Forbidden Planet. I remember Dark They, they Were and Golden Eyed, and I don't mean in Soho. I mean Dark They Were and Golden Eyed, round the back of the Coliseum, on Bedfordbury. That was another terribly cramped, terribly tiny little shop. I was too little to go to the first start they were in Goldeneye, but I remember being taken there as a very little boy. And uh, I remember both uh, Stan Nichols beavering around because he was the, sort of, the shop boy and gopher and he did everything uh, back then. And it absolutely stank. I mean, the carpet was mouldering or something. So I just had this incredibly vivid memory of this walking into the shop and being... Uh, overwhelmed both by the wonderful sweet smell of old comics but also just by this kind of slightly dank student squat environment. Yes, but yeah, that was a golden age. I mean, I remember hitchhiking up from, from Oxford where I was a student at the time and hitchhiking back with a bag, a plastic bag full of things like The Left Hand of Darkness and A Wizard of Earthsea. Things that... Oh, the Ace Special series. All these amazing novels that were com- commissioned by the late Terry... Or commissioned or bought by the late Terry Carr and had covers by people like Jack Gowan. I think I was probably... It was probably there that I bought my first copy of Dahlgren. It was certainly there that I bought my own copy of a book I am embarrassed to have liked at the time, Ringworld. And another thing I think a lot of people remember buying in the old... Forbidden Planet in Denmark Street, or Dark They Were in Golden I was, of course, Warrior, which Pat Mills contributed yes, indeed, to. which I fear, I have a terrible confession, which is I didn't, because I was going through one of my periodic periods of having enjoyed comics enough for the time being. Um, I remember I was buying... I, I didn't buy Marvel comics from, from there because there was a shop in Oxford Market that sold Marvel comics and I bought them there so as to encourage them to go on doing so. But even after a bit I got bored with, with Marvel, which was going through a dud period. And I didn't pick up on British comics till much, much later because I was an idiot. Well, it was terrific fun talking to Pat Mills and... Uh... It was such a long conversation that we haven't actually got much room. We just put in the whole conversation. We edited it a bit, but it was it was so interesting. We thought we'd run the whole thing. But there is one more thing that we must do to stand on ceremony, since this is even more music for films, which is to play Station to Station. So our challenge this week is to get from... Last week we were at Clapham Common for the Company of Wolves. This week we're at... Regent's Park for It Happened Here and if you were making this journey on the tube well there are various different ways you can do it but the way I've chosen to do it is Northern Line to Tottenham Court Road from Clapham Common 
on the Charing Cross branch, change there onto the central line. So you go from Tottenham Court Road to Oxford Circus, change at Oxford Circus on the Bakerloo line and get to Regent's Park. One stop. So the films we've got to connect are The Company of Wolves. At Tottenham Court Road, it's an American werewolf in London. Well, that's easy. Apart from the werewolf factor, there's the Brian Glover factor. Yeah, Brian Glover's uh, got a wonderful cameo in American Werewolf in London, and he's very briefly in the Company of Wolves as well. Mm. Isn't it? It's just so sad Brian Glover's not around anymore. Yeah, he was one of those people you thought, there's Brian Glover. Ooh, he's a morally ambiguous working-class character that, you know, might be good and might be bad. I mean, sometimes he's a bully, sometimes he's a sweetie. You never know. The man who links Kez with Alien 3. Anyway, Brian Glover. So then we get to an American werewolf in London. So how do we get from an American werewolf in London at Tottenham Court Road to Peeping Tom at Oxford Circus? Wouldn't be, oh, I don't know, Anamassi? Yep, Anamassi's in Peeping Tom. But how do we get from somebody who's an American werewolf in London to Anamassi? I'm not sure. Well, I looked this up and I discovered... Uh, that she's in a film called The MacGuffin. Ah! Which has also got Charles Dance in. True. And Chris Langham. And uh, we also discovered one of a, a, a myriad number of Ashok Kumars. Yes. Though, surely, that's not, that's not the Ashok Kumar that we're familiar with. No. No, not the... No, given that Ashok Kumar made his film debut in 1940s and this Ashok Kumar plays an, a teenager in the 1985 film um, would have been a bit of a stretch of the imagination so different Ashok Kumar possibly possibly Ash- Ashley Kumar as we think is the same I mean we, we IMDB is ambiguous on yes. this but there is a jobbing actor called Ashok Kumar who appears in various things in 1985 and 1986 and then a couple of years later there starts to be another jobbing actor called Ashley Kumar. We don't know. Are they the same person? Possibly, because they're both jobbing actors who do things like soaps. I don't know. Did, are they related to the, to the Kumars from the telly? A, a number 42. A number 42, yeah. Well, of course, he's in EastEnders a lot. Um, so, who knows? Who knows? Shruti, can we get some kind of Kumar correspondence, some kind of Kumar expert... There must be somebody in the academic fraternity looking into Indian media who could who could give us a definitive take on this. How many Ashok Kumars are there? I mean, it's only the most common first name and one of the most common surnames in India, so no less than 500,000, I'm sure. Well, there you are. We're nothing if not... Well, maybe that could be a, another version of this game. Kumar to Kumar. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> And, and then, of course, there, there, there's the one who, who appeared in, in Brighthead Revisited. Yes. The Oxford Kumar. Wow. <laughs> God, that was awful. I'm sorry. Well, dear listener, um, you, you can fault us for many things, but, but we're here for you with absolutely up-to-date Kumar-related information. So to return to Station to Station, how do we get from this 1985 screen two film the MacGuffin which 
none, this seems quite interesting. Charles Dance is a, a writer who thinks his life is like an Alfred Hitchcock film. How do we get from that to It Happened Here? Ah, well, you're going to tell us. Well, I think one way of doing it is to go via Peter Szyzynski, the cinematographer. Peter Szyzynski. Now, as well as the amazing uh, work he did early on in his career on It Happened Here, he has, as we talked about in the show, the most extraordinary CV, which includes The Empire Strikes Back, but also Existence, the David Cronenberg film. Well, so that's got Jude Law in. Jude Law was meant to be in Gosford Park but dropped out, which stars Charles Dance, who's in The MacGuffin. OK. So there you go. So we have managed to get from American Werewolf in London on the Central Line to Peeping Tom to Regent's Park. It happened here. That's station to station. Station to station. The game for the, all the family if the family has a lot of geeks in it. And has Wi-Fi access and likes looking things up on IMDb. That's invaluable site. So we're not quite sure what our next uh, film is. It's probably The Magic Christian at Southwark. So uh, if, if anyone's interested in following this kind of idle bagatelle of playing station to station, it would be trying to figure out how to get from... It happened here at Regent's Park... To The Magic Christian. Christian at Southwark. Well, Which has got Peter Sellers and Ringo Starr in. Yes, and is based on... A, is it a novel? A novel, yeah. By Terry Southern. Terry Southern. One of the most fascinating people in the 1960s, certainly in cinema, if not in the 60s in general. Yes. And uh, and vaguely pornographic material. Which has been something of a theme for us, I've noticed. Yes, well, it's... It, you know, there ought to be a biopic about Maurice Garodius. Yeah. You, you mentioned the Company Will Show, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we can dramatise it. Maybe if uh, Resonance does Angela Carter's uh, Fairy Fellas Masterstroke, we should also do a do a play about Morris Carodius. Yes, well, we could do so many things. You're quite blue, though. Yes. Oh, but blue in a French accent, so that's all right. That's classy. Classy. Well, that's... Um, that's even more music for films and by gum it really was even more music for films Hmm. so much chat with Pat Mills yes well it's been terrific fun hanging out with you again Ros and I look forward to doing it again next month yes well we'll do it once a month or more often if anyone asks us to Come closer.